Hassan, a very good morning to you. Welcome to the show. Hills, good morning to you. You're in... G'day, uh, is Penny. It, is it sunny Melbourne, or what sort of weather is it down there today? No, I haven't looked out yet, mate. Uh, it was dark <laughs> when I did did look out, and I think I'm only looking over a courtyard rooftop or something. I don't, I can't, don't know that there's much daylight out there. Well, I'm pleased uh, I'm The weather was up. excellent when I got here last night, um, and oh, Vanessa's very lucky I'm not there in the studio. Why? Oh, did you hear her rub it in at the end of her news and sport? The Brisbane Heat lost on the last ball against the Sydney Sixers. Vanessa, uh, shut up. That's terrible. Don't well, put that in our news when we have a, such a terrible result for the yeah. Brisbane Heat. Well, we've lost three in a row and we're just... A little, oh, shut up, Paddy. The ground's a little shaky now when it comes to finals. Oh, can't believe that. I thought we were locked in the four. <laughs> But I read this morning we've got to beat the strikers now in Adelaide to to uh, ensure that we make the four. And the strikers are going okay. They happen to be top of the Shut table. Up, Paddy. Mm. Yeah, but they only made 121. Seven for 121 was enough for them to win. They've got a good team. Uh, we got a pretty good team. We're just not playing up to our potential. We're not getting off to good starts. We made enough runs last night, didn't we? 177 yeah. and we lost. Anyway, we couldn't chase 165 the game before that. So, yeah, well, no, nothing much is going right there for the Brisbane Heat. No. Might be a good omen that okay. the men all go well. Okay. Oh, you know the disaster of the men, though, Paddy? What? Have you heard the disaster? No, I haven't. There's a nasty schedule clash. Like Cricket Australia have got a chairman's 11 or Australian 11, four-day match, playing Pakistan from the 6th to the 9th of December. Yeah. The first Heat game is the 7th, the second is the 9th. So we've got two games where we're going to be without Nathan McSweeney, who's been picked as captain of that Australian eleven. Um, Michael Neeser, Jimmy Pearson, Matthew Renshaw, You're Manus Labashane and Usman Kawaja are flying to Perth to get ready for the test. We're hoping we can win that one and get them playing, let them play the seventh in Brisbane, the ninth in Adelaide on the way to Perth and get to Perth on the night of the ninth or the tenth and hopefully we could drag them for two games. Otherwise, we're going to be missing six players. The Brisbane Heat, they're going to be pulling them from everywhere. It's worse than COVID. <laughs> oh, this is disastrous, Heels. Oh, it's just, that's what I'm saying. Vanessa, you started this. Mm. Well, <laughs> Jack's just yelled in my ear. He said he's happy to play. So there you go. Righto. Jack's got the hand up. Actually, yeah, all the, all the local players have got their hands up. Don't worry. <laughs> but we're here for we'll Burbank be Homes. loan replacement players from everywhere. <laughs> we're here for Burbank Homes, the building you can trust. You can bank on Burbank Homes and the all-new Hyundai Kona. It's imagined to be bold. Love you to join us. Uh, I had a big day on the golf yesterday. You can give us a call on the uh, Suncorp Home Resilience Open Line, 13 13 55, or the text line, 0467 736 736. Yeah, Maddie and I and Jack uh, went out to uh, Suncorp Stadium where yes. Corey Oates was putting the uh, two golf stars, Cameron Smith and Mark <laughs> Leishman, who are renowned for their lawn skills. They love their lawns. I really well, do. you can only imagine the lawns over their lives that they've walked on. God, mm. oh, the trimmings and the hedges and the beautiful sculptures that they've seen at the greatest golf courses in the world. Mm. And why is Corey an expert? Does he love it too? He loves his golf. So I think. Oh, righto. <laughs> so he was he was brought along to uh, have a chat. Plus, he'd also just resigned for a year. Actually, I caught up with an interview yesterday, and he was quite emotional. I think we all know that he's had to take a haircut, and he he mulled heavily about 
maybe leaving the Bronx. He's a 201-game player, which of which he's, you know, very, very proud of. And he's got strong family ties here, as we, we well know. You know, Gene Miles is his father-in-law. Um, and, they're, you know, it's, they're very close-knit families. So, yeah, look, he, he, he had to agonise over this decision. And he, we, we basically learned that during the interview. Uh, the other thing that we got out of it, or that I got out of it, Hills, was that uh, he was, it was a great help to the kids after this grand final devastation. He sat down and gave gave them some advice because, you know, we know that they're in their premiership window, to use the old cliche, but sometimes you may never tread this path again. Uh, Adam Reynolds actually spoke about it uh, overnight on Nine News about uh, the grand final heartbreak. Not many times I've probably felt yes. like that after a game. It was there for us to win. Uh, we had sort of one hand on a trophy there and sort of let it slip. I'm the captain, I'm the halfback, I... Been in that position a lot of times and, and got the job done. Um, obviously, didn't get the job done on the night, but um, yeah, I think everyone takes a bit of the responsibility. You'd be mad not to. And I tell you what, it, it, it flows over because the Broncos were there in force yesterday in promo mode. So too the Maroons presenting uh, the boys with their jerseys and things like that. But Cameron, yeah. Cameron Smith is a renowned uh, long-distance Broncos aficionado. He spoke about the grand final heartbreak. Um, it was actually uh, quite late. I had to go to a wedding in, in San Diego and um, yeah, so I was out there and I think the game finished at about 4am so it took a lot for, for me to stay up but I was, I was on the edge of my seat and um, yeah, the iPad didn't fare too well. <laughs> like, that went flying across the room and um, yeah, mate, disbelief. It, it was, uh, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't really know what to say. Yeah. Cam, the yeah, so it was. Gee, I hope, I hope he, he has got a story for them. You know the Bronx, and, and I'm more worried about Adam Reynolds than I are the kids. Than I am the kids. You know, Corey talking to the to the younger players, but they they don't know what they did really. They don't know what they might have missed out on by that collapse in the final. But Adam certainly does, and his words were unbelievable on Channel Nine. Owning up, you know, I'm the captain, I'm the halfback. That's my job, and and that's what the the nasties have been criticising him for, right? So so I think we've got to make sure he's right. He's right to get it done next time it comes around. But has Cameron Smith got a um, you know a story of a collapse, a collapse in that major and fought back the next major? That type of that type of uh, resurrection story would be excellent if he could produce that at some stage next season. Yeah, well, wins for golfers are you know they're rare beasts. Unbelievable. A bit like grand finals. Hey, they're rare beasts. And he's got four of them that he plays a year, nearly five. And did he? was there a collapse in one and that he had to gather himself? And how did he do that? And then he then he, you know, got it right the next one straight away. Mm. That would be great. Yeah. So, uh, actually, Stu's been on the uh, the line here. Paddy, did you uh, sneak an inside word on the Ezra Mam contract extension? No, Stu, I didn't. Uh, but look, I know there's a fair deal of confidence at, at Red Hill that uh, he'll be retained and Reese Waltz or there'll be more money for Reese Waltz, what they do with Adam Reynolds. Uh, you know, he wants to play for another couple of years. So he said uh, whether he has to take a haircut on that final year, I don't know. Um, certainly Corey Oates has. As, and as I said, Hills, he got quite emotional chatting yesterday about what it's been like over this summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, he had a shocking year last year with injuries. 
three, you know, three longish term injuries that just ravaged this season. Missed the grand final, of course, uh, and for someone so proud and for someone so good and imposing, uh, it was it was a hard time. It's been a tough time in his life for he and his family, and he spoke about it yesterday. So we'll play that to you a little later on. Also spoke to and Mark Leishman. You know his in you know his injuries. They never started off as long term, did they? There was a little knee niggle, yeah, that, and there was a little hammy, I reckon, and they did, they dragged on too too long. I remember, I, I don't know whether you emceed the function. You know, the Broncos launched their Gabba introduction, um, and and we were at the Gabba. I sat with Corey and Kevy, and um, you know they they were always positive about getting back on the field soon, and it just it dragged on. I think that negotiation has dragged on, hasn't it? I thought that was done, Corey's deal. Um, but, yeah, well, that has dragged on a lot. Yeah, look, he, he made it known, you know, a few weeks ago, I think, that he was ready to start. It was just a matter of, you know, what, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. But it's he been loves done. the place. I yeah, think it's a good does. move by him. I think yeah. it's a good good move by him trying to be that loyal servant uh, for your one-club career. He's oh. only 29. Who's to say at 32 he can't be right at his very best as a winger? Yeah. Exactly right. I mean, uh, and he's staying. So that was the good news. I had a chat to Mark Leishman as well yesterday. So uh, he, he was great. He's loving life. Uh, yeah. yeah. Is he still looking trim? Still trim? And- yeah, he is. I mean, he, he looks as fit as he's ever been, I reckon. So yes. this is all about to unfold. It's a pro-am day out there. A little bit, a little bit wet here, heels today. So is it again? Yeah, the, the the rain is sticking around, and I know for a lot of people it's a good thing. And the golfers can put up with it; they're used to it. But uh, yeah, it's a big day for the pro-am out there today. What about for tomorrow? Do you know the forecast? No, I don't. But we basically the forecast earlier in the week was for this rain to be sort of sticking around all week. Oh, was it really? Yeah, so it'll soften up well, the greens. Well, the, they say RQs oh, in just yes. pristine condition. Pristine. Yeah. Mm. Oh, the greens last time, mm. or oh, two years ago, was rock hard. Uh, not that the pros had a problem with it, but yeah, yeah, they doing you. I was trying to hit a lob wedge into it, and it was bouncing like a rock into the bunker. Yeah, it won't hurt it. So, uh, as I said, I was golf central yesterday, so we did the uh, the morning at Suncorp Stadium with the two boys, with Cam Smith and Leash. Uh, but then last night was the uh, PGA Awards dinner. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, so the presentation of the Greg Norman medal, uh, they crossed the Greg Norman. They said some lovely things about the state of Australian golf. And, you know, the in the room were the likes of uh, Rod Pampling and Ian Baker-Finch and Peter O'Malley. You know, some of the the greats, and, and Norman paid tribute to all of them. He said, look, uh, I think we are the pioneers and we sort of helped set these kids on the path. So one of the kids will join us on the show today, David Michaluzzi. He's about to start the ultimate golfing adventure. He's gone from, you know, well outside the thousands, then into the 800s as, as recently as, you know, only a year ago. Played some great yeah. golf. He's won four tournaments and he starts his official life on the DP World Tour, which is the European Tour. He starts that uh, as of tomorrow at Royal Queensland. So he's going oh, to join us. He's got the name well. for it. Yeah. Got the name for it, hasn't he? Well, he won, the, he he won our PGA Tour of Australasia Player of the Year last night. That was no doubt about him. But uh, the winner of the Greg Norman medal was uh, Minji Lee again. So she just, she's, our, she's our top ranked golfer in the world. Uh, at number five, she's a two-time major winner. And, look, she had a slow start to the year, but in 20 events she had uh, this year had two wins, five top tens, seven top 20s. She's taken her earnings past 20 million and is now only behind Kari Webb. In saying that, Cam had two wins on the Live Tour, 
uh, a couple of top tens in the majors, which are the only, you know, real PGA Tour events or real tour events he plays now uh, because, uh, yeah, I mean, he's playing live and they don't get uh, official world golf ranking points. See, in the paper today, he might, might have to concentrate a little more on Asia this year yeah. to, to keep that bubbling along. That's a pretty good idea. Yeah, that's exactly right. He actually spoke about this. He's hopeful of getting an Olympic berth. Hopefully you can keep that ranking up and, um, you know, wear the coat of arms on the chest again. It's pretty special. Ooh, you better get rid of the penguin for a yeah, week. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very tricky for him because, you know, he's got to decide what he does outside of the liver events. Of course, being the British Open champion, he gets to play at the majors. Uh, for you know, for the next five years or so, but yeah, look what what he does with his life outside of this to try and get to Paris is is now up to him and his management team. Hey, at six sixteen, hey, yes, are these tournaments uh, like uh, RQ? Uh, they're mixed, aren't they? No, 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 no. The no, women not and this the one. men together next week. Mixed. Just Australian Open. Yeah, oh, okay. Australian so Minji's Open back. Minji back here and That's, Hannah Green and Kate Kiriakou. Not Kate, but the the other Kiriakou. Yeah, Grace Kim. Um, so, yeah, all of them were pretty much in the air uh, as the dinner yeah, was being okay. on last night coming yeah, back from the States. Yeah, we've got a great group of girls. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully those girls can really cement themselves worldwide. Yeah, they'll be playing next week in Sydney at the Australian Open, which is spread over two courses at the Lakes and the Australian What about last night? Was Golf Australia represented? Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Sutherland and all that, and they were acknowledged. And, yeah, the, there's a really nice. good partnership between PGA and Golf Australia. There's no animosity. Oh, that's anyway. great. Yeah, yeah, they're all yeah, acknowledged. that's great. It's 6.17. Vanessa's standing patiently here while you and I just gab on about golf. How are you? <laughs> I'm well, thank you. Good morning, all. Now, uh, a developing story this week has been a really sad one about a mother in Forest Lake, Kath Groom is her name, who actually died while she was waiting 90 minutes for an ambulance, which never arrived last week. And uh, now the Queensland Ambulance Commissioner has actually apologised and given an explanation and said there was very high demand, but a the ambulance service should have done much better. Apparently half of all ambulances that night were stuck on ramps waiting to unload passengers at hospitals. Mm. The health minister, though, says we can have confidence if we ring triple zero that our call will get answered and ambulances will be dispatched as soon as they can. But just that's just a really sad story, especially for her family. Yeah, I saw it on the news last night. Mm. And the, the commissioner was, you know, heartfelt in his apologies. Yeah. But, uh, yes, it's... Uh, Yes. Cold comfort for the family, isn't it? Exactly. And let's hope those ramping figures can improve. Now, uh, some new stats today showing how our habits are changing amid rising fuel costs. I don't know about you guys, but you pull up at the servo these days and, you know, it's not unusual to be paying over $2 a litre for mm-hmm. fuel. And stats from the Climate Council show we are actually changing up our habits. We are driving less. We're ditching the long road trips and more. Aussies also considering switching to an electric car because, you know, it's just really taking a toll, uh, the rising fuel prices. We're paying more and more. So what you're saying is me and the mighty Calais are dinosaurs. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Leave it at home. Walk to well, your destination. Our seal's going to get to work. Mm, yeah, this is true. <laughs> well, you can't. In your Hyundai Kona. 
Yeah. <laughs> Look, the carpooling is doing a good job. Okay, That's yeah, environmentally right. friendly and keeping okay. costs down. So, look, every little thing we can do does help. Um, now, a bit of Beatles history is up for grabs at auction in London next month. It's a mixing desk that the Beatles used to record the Abbey Road album. And uh, it was quite a cutting-edge mixing desk at the time. But not long after the Beatles disbanded, it was actually pulled apart. Part of it was donated to a school. Part of it was kind of sent elsewhere. A sound engineer has been working at putting it back together, finding the missing pieces. He has got it back to about 70% original. It's in fully working order. It's going to auction and they're expecting it's going to attract over a million pounds for this old school mixing desk from the 70s. So I'm sure the technology we use here and uh, at other recording studios as well has advanced a lot. But if you've got that spare million pounds lying around, um, you can nab it. So you spend too much time in the newsroom. You wouldn't have heard me over the years tell the story about, oh, probably my 81st time now, mm-hmm. but uh, George Harrison recognised me on <laughs> Hamilton Island. I'm very, very impressed. Wow, I did not know that. Well done. Well, he, well, he was oh, really done. Don't, don't crank him up, Vanessa. He'll, he'll tell us again. Okay. And Look si- at the time. It's 6.20. Yes, that is the time. 6.21 almost. We've got to get to a break.